Okay. Perfect. <clears throat> Ready? Oh, you got something right here in between your two teeth. Yeah, now it's just on the lower. Yeah, it's gone. Nice. Ready? Yeah, ready? Yes. Discipline stoners. What's your discipline? You a stoner? That's cool. So are we. I'm high a lot. It's weird to finally say that with pride. I'm high a lot. Chill out. Found focus. Found confidence. All of a sudden, I was productive. Less protective. More progressive. Yeah, we talk about stuff like I'm a next sommelier. But this is about a medicine, baby. We wish everyone a mindful life. It's been a helpful tool for us. Whatever the route to peace. Love and light. Welcome to Discipline Stoners Podcast with your host Eleven. And my name is Winnie. And we are the gateway drug to mindfulness. And welcome back to another episode of Discipline Stoners. I'm your host Eleven. My name is Winnie, and we are the gateway drug to mindfulness. And today, holy, <laughs> okay, <laughs> been a couple weeks. Yeah. Okay. So uh, we've we brought you some uh, intensity the last couple weeks. Yeah. A couple. Friends. We're talking to our buddy uh, Lightning Wallace of Primo, and he's like, he's like, I could feel the weight on you guys. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, and and he's like, well, that's it. I could just feel the weight on you guys. <laughs> like, because yeah. we were, we let our thoughts get dark. Yeah, and we had to put out an episode, and we... Uh, we're not going to lie to you guys. Yeah, we're not going to lie. I think a little bit of backstory, if you want to know. I had a, uh, a, I guess, a series um, in my mid-20s called Bath Time Tuesday, and I created this um, persona of a woman who like really has it all figured out <laughs> and um if everything's I, just okay and if i didn't have it figured out it was yeah it was gonna be okay it was uh i was definitely flirting with the lines of toxic positivity uh at that time in my life and the more that i had to put on this persona the actually deeper and darker i would fall into depression so it was very polarizing of like this person i presented online and then how i felt offline so we're like fuck that now. yeah so we're really like we don't want to ever do that and if we have to show up messy um we're gonna do that because <laughs> at least we're showing up and also if we are feeling weird that week then there's chances are that maybe someone else is too that's true so that's the that's the hope, the glimmer of hope in it for me. Nice. It's like if yeah, I'm vulnerable sharing. enough to be like, yeah, that was a fucking weird week. Someone else is like, oh, I felt like that too. I'm so, much, I feel less alone that you feel like that too. Like that's important to me. Yeah. I always definitely feel like that when people are like, oh girl, I hear you. Like it's been, a, I'm like, oh really? Okay. So it's not, we're, not, not, nice. we're not as unique and special. We're so <laughs> not we original. Think we think we we're original. We're not original. Well, we yeah. told you this episode was going to be brighter, more higher positivity, but, uh. 
looks like we're just still stating facts. But what are facts but things that we just like, what is a belief but something you keep thinking? That's right. A belief is a thought that you just keep thinking. I'm hitting this 1964 bong with this new Simply Beer Fire they gave us. That's awesome. some jelly breath in here. Did you roll up a joint of it? Yeah, I rolled up a joint. Yo, the jelly breath is pretty nuts, Simply Bear. Like, when we first opened it, your weed always looks good. So, A plus there. Um, This bong feels softer than usual bongs. We were kind of saying that it wasn't as... um, On the nose. Like, sensory. Yeah, on the nose. But then when you smoke it... That taste and roll, it. and roll it and the high on it, it's fucking Do you want to try a bong fantastic. Hit? Sure. I have to go teach a class right after this, but it's okay. Just take a soft little bong riff like I did. Pull. Nice. Yeah, exactly. Go soft. We get this joint rolling too. It's nice to smoke weed. So like, yo, we love this community. Yeah. Like, did you think it was gonna like go this far even? Yeah, like I when did. We started? Yeah, I did. So Sick. a couple years ago, we did O Cannabis, and that was kind of our introduction to um, the industry, the kind industry of like community a, a position in the industry, if you will. Yeah, and then this past year, when um, Muskoka did their Parks and uh, Sesh, their first one just a couple weeks ago, I was like, oh my god, like I feel so comfortable here. And if you know me, I don't necessarily always feel comfortable in social Social settings. Mm. And I was like, I've gotten to know these people and I feel so um, like cozy and warm around these That picture of you hugging Desiree? Yeah. From the Parks and Sesh on our Instagram? Like, so beautiful. I think about moments like when you moved to Toronto and you were like, I'm so scared I'm never gonna make friends here. Now you're like the center of, you've become what you wished was there for you. I think we both have in a couple ways that like, you know, I'm now that OG rapper to some younger rappers where I'm very supportive and encouraging and like, don't worry what they say, do your own shit. Like, you know, and you're able to hold space in a social situation um, that you are now established in or familiar with to become like a safe space for others too. And that's such a beautiful skill that you have to kind of hold space. And that's definitely what I saw saw you doing there. And it creates a beautiful um, synergy for people to meet each other around you and through you. Mm. Like if someone who doesn't know someone else is comfortable with you, and so this other person who doesn't know that person is comfortable with you and you're kind of there and you bring people closer together. Expanding. That's really cool. Thank you. Yeah, I've been contemplating this idea of really like walking your own path um, and allowing that path to unfold in front of you real time. And that takes a lot, I think, of courage because you're literally blueprinting with each step instead of finding a map and following it you're creating the map and as I get older the constructs that I grew up in that you felt obliged to follow or or not even obliged to follow just didn't didn't um question anything when I was younger, I just really didn't question anything. We're so opposite. I know. <laughs> I trusted every. My trust is crazy. Like you're I trust people. Gullible. Yeah. You're borderline gullible. I am gullible for well, sure. It's like, and I'm like, 
I seem so optimistic on the surface, but like I'm deep down so pessimistic and you think I'm a humanitarian, I'm deep down such like an anarchist. Like, yeah. but, but that it's led me to acceptance. It's led me to full acceptance. Yeah. Someone's like, like pink and I'm like green for no reason. They're like blue, I'm like red. For no reason. Yeah. Like that's, and then you're like red and you're like deep red. Yes. Love red. All, everything red. <laughs> yep. Love red. <laughs> I'm red. You're red. I'm red. They're, we're red. Yeah. We're, there you go. There's a true like natural conformist. You're not even becoming it because of any virtue signal. You're just like, mm-hmm, everyone's agreeing. That sounds great to me. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I don't like conflict. And I'm just but, like, yo, yo, yo. What'd you say? Fuck that. <laughs> I think a lot of people in the cannabis community, though, have previously, before legalization, people obviously <coughs> dealing with not legalization in still some states and on a lot of countries. So legalization is a very new thing for our global community. I know. Trippy times we're in, bud. Yeah. But in the canna community in general, like the... It's never been, like, I haven't met anyone that has sort of followed the status quo. And if they have, especially in the legal industry now, they, they've they wanted to break out of the status quo and they're using cannabis corporately to be able to sort of uh, fulfill that desire. <coughs> or they're not from weed. Yeah, but if they're not from weed, exactly. So they're trying to break out of the status quo. So the whole community, I feel like, really is on their own individual path and i just want to say like that takes a that takes more mental energy on yeah. a day-to-day -day basis yeah. and i think it's really like brave and i guess i i feel like i'm getting a little emotional right now just because i feel like i'm stepping into that for the first time and you know I'm, what it takes. I'm excited to have it start to become a familiar feeling mm. because this <clears throat> unfamiliarity with each step is taxing emotionally. And I am only right now because you don't right know now. where you're walking. You yeah. know, when if you walk somewhere for the first time, you don't know it. It seems like so long, but then you even know it on the walk back. Yeah. Say, like if you went to a friend's neighborhood and you guys walked to their 7 Eleven or corner store, totally on the way, you're like, oh man, this is like, have we gone very far? Like, is this safe? And then on the way back, you're like, oh, it was five minutes. Yeah. And even <laughs> when you're, you're traveling, you know, like you take in like the, what happens when you're taking a new environment in for the first time, like that's taxing. That takes up energy inside your body. So imagine when you're at a client meeting and you're gonna have to have three or four more meetings before you close a deal or get the, the dollars or whatever. Um, so you're in like a whole new dimension. It's like up the stakes of a physical thing. You're like, I'm playing this role, and when you're making that transition from employee to entrepreneurial thinking, which is essentially follower to leader, you're you're drinking in so much nuity with the context of just like what you're supposed to do. Like you're not supposed to report to someone or or let let anyone else know. You're supposed to make the decisions with that information and and communicate that as concisely as a service to the client as possible. So your whole job changes, your whole focus changes, your whole the role you're playing changes. Like you're just going through a complete new dimension. 
and it's kind of it's that idea taxing, of like yeah um and so but you st- i think you just like my stand up you know i went from like getting physically sick before an open mic which has no stakes literally open mics doesn't have matter. no stakes just even though matter. if you're trying stand up good for you and you're very brave for going to an open mic Side no, note. a very necessary part. Yeah. An extremely necessary part. I don't care even what you do. Musicians, too, go do some open mics. Yeah. Like, period. But from that to now, like, not feeling nerves until, like, right before I go up. Yeah. And it's just, like, it's not, like, overtaking paralyzing nerves. It's just, like, those little butterflies that I don't think actually ever go away. <laughs> I do not think those those go away. I was talking to a Canadian comedian and legend, Ron James, and when he's been very supportive and he's come to my yoga studio and um when he talks to me about comedy, he's like I like I'm a mess before the show. Like I'm so nervous. Weird, shit. Weird shits like it just all of the not he didn't say that, but that's what we're saying now. So, but you can minimize that discomfort through becoming familiar with what it is that you're doing was the whole entire point of that. So anything that you're doing right now that feels uncomfortable, like you can, you know, you know when something is inside of you that wants to express in this 3D dimension and wants to come alive. And a lot of times, myself included, there's procrastination attached to that. Because it's like, even I'm doing it right now with something that Eleven and I are working on. It's like, who am I going to be on the other side of doing this? You'll never know. You'll never know unless you try. But if that, there's a pulling. Like, don't deny that, that desire to whatever it is you feel that you want to do. Go do it really like now is the time now that I'm again time is a weird thing mid 30s at this point like don't delay don't beat yourself up for waiting as long as you did but don't delay anymore go get it everyone's a virgin at something at some point yeah be be okay with that discomfort for a while you have to be a virgin again and you're like oh this whole this whole oh 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 fuck I only lasted 30 seconds shit (laughs) <laughs> like, you know, you're so, so embarrassed. <laughs> but um, as we talk about often, it's good to accept the sucking. Yeah. It's good to accept... Nice. <laughs> Love you. It's good to accept the sucking period. I always accept a good sucking period. <laughs> oh, my God. Get over it. Okay, but I'm just saying, um, you're going to suck... <laughs> Can't choose a different word. You're gonna be not good at this for a while. Anything, whatever the thing is, and why does that? Put it in the comments. Why does it get harder to suck at stuff as you age? Is it our egos that yep. are solidifying? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. You assume like it's Zen mind's beginner mind, and you can perceive things the best and clearest when you like look at them freshly, because um, you don't have any bias on the information. Mm. Uh, but as we get older, biases just accumulate. It feels nice to know sh- some shit. It well, does and it doesn't. Like I when, agree. When I go in, for instance, if I watch someone else make music or if I watch someone else uh, make a dish or food or like shit that I know I'm banging at, yeah. Um, I try and wipe my shit slate clean, like totally 
Like, no, like, just learn. Like, mm. however they, even if it's wrong, like, you know what I mean? If even, even if it's. Do a, you find I'm that, like, senior. thoughts come in as you're watching that are like, I'd do it like this? Yes. Or, yeah. And, and I do put those like, aside. Like, you put those aside. Wow. Yeah. Because I'm like, watch them play out. Like, watch this thing play out. Yeah. Like, you don't know that this one quick command that you do is better. Okay. So, yo, I totally. Um, know this from like watching you make music mm. and like your process in music making because like sometimes when I hear your first drafts of shit <laughs> I never say it I'm always like cool yeah sounds good and you're always like it needs work <laughs> like I need to work like the things are gonna change lyrics are gonna change like this is almost just an idea like that at that phase yeah, you gotta, but you as someone who's never done music before I understand now over the course of your music career but when you first started I was like cool like I hope this, this doesn't <laughs> stay like this <laughs> and I'm just like it's like it's gonna change yeah. like like this is not I'm not gonna keep that line like yeah. that and now it's even gotten to the point where I I sometimes get upset when things change in your songs because they're so good thank you and then you change them and I'm like oh I don't like that <laughs> but it actually it. is always for the better it's just that you know the yeah. you know whatever when you get sounds good I get excited yeah when you get when you get used to listening I've had that in songs like I've had verses that I then had to change and was like man people will never know about yeah that, about that one where I go no, gone you gotta accept that I gotta kill babies but yeah, yeah that's like same as growers sometimes they gotta kill their leave. babies if it's not gonna that's what I find so fascinating the crossovers in cannabis but yeah letting go of that <clears throat> that egotistical part of the mind that goes like I know how to do that better. It's like only going to add to your your greatness mm -hmm. at the end. Because you don't the cool thing is just by watching it or whatever, you don't have to change what you're doing. You mm -hmm. don't have to change what you're doing. Just watch how they rock for a minute. Okay. This um I love it. This has I have an idea I have a concept. So this idea that we're talking about forging your own path, right? And how it's taxing. I think I'm just in this moment, it's coming to me mm -hmm. that I've actually been, as I'm doing this, as I'm learning how to forge my own path and embrace the unknown, I'm actually relying more on my ego. Yes, um, yeah. To help serve and protect me as I do this. That's, and yeah. that's why I've been more emotionally unstable, I think. I is think I've been, and I'm just like, whoa, how do you, how do you now find a balance between the two? Yeah, I agree. That's so, <clears throat> I go through this too. And I mean, like it has, it has sports athlete written all over it. Jerry Maguire, show me the money. Like that's, <laughs> that's my my constant struggle <clears throat> of my growing even still a uh, self-perception of worth right so you got to find a balance between not getting taken advantage of and like getting paid your rate but then also not like revoking yourself from the world and marketplace so you're you're that's why they say in demand or not because it's your demand or your appropriation or of like your justification to be in any service position in any industry like that's your crux so 
you know, <clears throat> every time you, you want to book 11, 50 grand. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> like, you know, that's my value. Uh, but then it's like, who has that much budget? Like, do you want to perform? <laughs> like, do you want to do this thing that you've chosen to do with your life? So, you know, until I'm making 50 grand in my own shows, then I'm going to have to chill on my valuation of myself for other brands. So I bring it down so I can actually do shows <laughs> and I can actually perform. So, you know, but that is the ego going, you know, I'm worth this much unless they give that to me. Fuck them. You know, and then you kind of got to like dial it back. Like you got to keep dialing it back. You got to like let your ego go nuts you know, for a minute and then dial it back. Probably ideally in the uh, comfort. In and, your privacy. And private. Yeah. <laughs> Don't expose this to anyone, <laughs> Don't, not even business partners. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, there's a huge conversation there about value and worth and coming to a conclusion I with think... partners and stuff too and how to sell. And it's it, like money and stuff is actually so much more spiritual than we give it credit for. Totally. Like it's so energetic. Like yeah. you will see if you don't do the work energetically, you can be handed like a million dollars or a more realistic number than for most people, like maybe 100K, you can be given it. You will spend it. You will spend it until you're back to where you're at now or zero until you fix where your central vibrational point is for yourself and what makes you feel safe and understanding how to manage it and keep it and or make more <clears throat> or spend it wisely for your life. Like where your true happiness is isn't even based on money, but it is based on the life you can live. Mm. you know and that sort of quality you can give yourself and it's different for everyone and it varies but like you have to adjust yourself energetically not only to attract abundance of resources but also to to be in that new frequency takes time to train I think it's been my anger addiction that has kept me out of like major major abundant wealth like me constantly dropping my vibration because I'm used to it. Like as a kid, I, I had constant like emotional abuse or pain or something like, you know, so I kept creating it. Whereas like if I just let myself rise, that my cork rise to the top, mm. I'd be whipping Bentleys right now, you know, but mm -hmm. it's like this is part of my journey to understand this and go this route and like talk about it, I think. So that's the thing too. We're just meaning making machines, human beings, spirits in human beings, making meanings out of things. And these are my thoughts in the morning. Oh, these are good morning thoughts. I had trying to get through it. <laughs> trying to get through the morning? The day, like just like <laughs> trying to get through life in a great way that brings more perspective because it's too painful to slosh around, dude. It's well, too painful to just play victim all the time and blame. Yeah. You you can't keep relinquishing control and think that you're going to have control or have a good time of your with your emotions. Yeah, and even um even what you did today, I think where you were you kind of in flux, you were up and then a bit down and then you that what you did when you decided to choose to come back up, like that was uncomfortable probably didn't feel intuitive in your body. And you literally are creating a new neural pathway to be like, I can go from this frequency to this frequency in a short amount of time. I remembered that you can't chase it down. When your ego's in control and how I've been living is, 
I'm going to hold on to this feeling, keep thinking about this thing that's hurting me, simultaneously stabbing myself emotionally, until I use that discomfort enough to take action to change the thing, because I think that the circumstance is making me sad. It's just my perception of it. Yeah. And it's like me relinquishing my power as to say, if this is like this, I'm not gonna allow myself to feel good. And I caught myself doing that today. I'm like, why? Like, yeah. why do you need this right now? Like, who does that benefit too, right? Like, no one. And then, ergo, my fucking pain addiction, you yeah. know? So it's like, I'm unworking that. I also remember that you can't chase it down. Like, you can't do what I just said, change that action from there. As Abraham says, you can't get there from there. You can't get there from there. You can't get the thing that you want to happen in that mind state where you're saying the thing you don't want is happening. So I, I remembered that when you're angry to make it better, it's not this, it's actually this. Yeah. Like it's actually like less of this, but you wanna, you wanna use your, your energy cause you get cortisol, you it. get stress and then your brain releases a stress hormone and your nervous system and your muscles and everything take this in. Like I physically feel like I could hit something, like still from that energy. It's like, yeah. like and this is stress hormones. And that's honestly what I'm addicted. Lots of people who had a little bumpy time growing up are addicted to this. Like, why do you think when you go through the hood, people are yelling and stuff? Like it's conflict, conflict, contrast, keep you going. And yeah. then you have this and you think, this is me. This is me. This is my state of being. This is my familiar state. And you're like, you're not a, you're not a fucking village warrior anymore. You know what I mean? Like this programming has, should have worn off, but it didn't. It didn't wear off. We have walls. It was necessary at one point. Hunter, gatherer, you want to be on anyone can get the smoke 24 7 back then before walls but now we have locks and walls police and a pretty friendly society like like we just relax you know like relax because we're taking out our aggression on each other at work um in personal situations social situations we're and judging like each other like we're putting all this unnecessary conflict from our stress hormones on each other Mm -hmm. And it's like, dude, no, that is 100p your problem. Like, however you treat other people, it's not how they treat you. That's what you're attracting. But how you treat other people, you know, what can you get away with? Like, how, how do you think about other people? Like, seriously, think, take a minute and like, think, yeah. is, that, is it disgusting or not? Except if it's disgusting, if you're just... And like, if you're just like, again, always another perspective like if you're like well it's not my fault and I'm not going to meet someone with kindness when I'm not being extended that why why not why can't you just be the fucking patient one for once why do you always need to get because the cycle to? needs to stop somewhere you decide to go like put your hands off for a minute stop yeah. striking back that's what fucking I came a long way learning this past week <laughs> I'm killing it. I think we've, I am fucking, we've had we've had years of growth in the last in the six last weeks. Like, yeah, it, honestly, like I've not been. 
I've n- I'm gonna put it like this. I've not been so secure in myself to allow passing moments to just be what they are. That's that's how I'll put it. I've I've never felt so secure in myself to just accept someone's flaws and not think it was a reflection on me because it's not. Mm. You know what I mean? Well, that's where you, yeah, that's where instead of your ego needing to protect you, it's your or strike back. your deeper understanding of like, ah, uh, th- what they think or feel has nothing to do with yeah. me, right? Like, like, like that's, it's, the cho- that's really, how they perceive it. Like if someone decides to make you an enemy or something, do you, boo? Like I can't really fix that for you. Like that's that. There's nothing I can say, and like you can. And like you, you have to also and... make the choice not to expend your energy there, because I did a lot of uh, research on people who I thought didn't love me. <laughs> it sounds so stupid to say out loud. <laughs> but seriously, I would like find out what people liked, and then I would like those things. Um, and be like, hey, hey, look at look at how much we have in common. Like, oh I'm a good God. person. <laughs> That's so cute. Talk about it. I am talking about it. It's just, it's like, uh, it, there's a lot. I spent a lot of time and energy making certain that people liked me, and ultimately, no, like they didn't. You know what I mean? Like it, it didn't, didn't change. It didn't work. It didn't change the fact. And then I just had to deal with that heartbreak. And what I was actually dealing with was like this giant hole inside my body that felt like it was going to get filled with other people's love and validation. And so like I had to expose that and like uh, heal that over the course of time, still being healed by that. I'm sure others can resonate. Okay. So we talked about something last night and, um, you park at a low frequency. Like you're parked at a low frequency. It's very safe. I disagree. Okay. Um, I, we had a great chat with our buddy Matt last night. And if I may. You may. I'm just checking this. You're saying, do you have any regrets? And what you just said too, there's a giant hole in my body. I'm just, I'm hearing the affirmation and I know a lot of people connect and I want to bring it up here because I want to talk with you guys. <laughs> um, I believe in the power of visiting something to release it for sure, for, for sure. But what we do with our focus after that, I'm just saying, cause I'm in risk of being a mindful martyr. And if I don't call me out and someone else does first, then like that's more whack than me saying this. <laughs> okay, we uh, we fish around. You know, you, what is fishing, right? You go to get the fish, and then you pull it up. You like get the fish, right? You get the value. Like, as mindful thinkers who try and constantly observe what has happened, whether to adjust our perspective of it or not. Do you think there's a risk in dropping your vibration by looking at what's unfavorable as opposed to just moving forward? How much therapy is therapeutic and how much of it is focusing on the past and restabbing yourself and keeping yourself in those areas of affirmations as opposed to evolving into the new? Yeah, I definitely don't disagree with you. And what we were talking about last night is that we ended on the, um, the idea, I suppose, that I use 
a regret as um, fuel fuel to make decisions faster and based on love instead of fear. So no, the, no, based on fear instead of love. Uh, fe- um, That's what we concluded on. When you said, do you have any regrets? It was one regret that brought you pain that you didn't act to remind yourself to have confidence and courage now, which I agree with because you're adjusting your behavior, but you're doing it from a place of fearing making a mistake as opposed to being inspired and thinking about all those good times where great things did happen when you did take action, action and manifesting more mm-hmm. of those. Yeah, I don't I don't disagree with what you're saying in terms of like how much therapy. That's obviously a case by case basis. I don't think that but anyone people who could go- ever say, but like we can't say though because yeah. I can say it's like your uh you can general blanket to anyone and say your you could be doing literally you could say this to anyone. You could be doing more to create a higher efficiency of abundance in your life that that is infinite fucking you can say that to warren buffett you can say that to anyone that you could be doing more to create a a more efficient higher abundance in your life but that's not even his goal anymore no it's not but so i'm just saying that you know he rents like anyone's we're, we're all where we're at and to truly have like a, a, a stronghold opinion on the way one person is doing something versus another way is. I mean, you just it, kerfuffled my, my, my concept though. Absolutely. You're right. And you could say that to anything. Yeah. Like, Hey, exactly. if you go to McDonald's, do you order the Big Mac or McChicken? Well, it's right for whoever wants to choose whatever their menu item. I'm just I saying, don't think that. So conceptually, my, do you think revisiting something that you're aware of is helpful. Like it's hard for me to answer this question still today because I'm going to tell everyone my regret was not dancing with my opa when I was 12 years old. And I love you so sweet. It was sweet. that weird age, 12, 13, where you're I like hate. becoming a, a a person and like dancing was- feels like a child thing to do. Like whatever, it's fine. Here's the thing: is that like yes. I would do that differently if there was a time machine and I could go back. Does it bring me pain right now in this moment thinking about it? No. no. Good. So I don't know. My Our other friend said then that's not a regret if it doesn't bring you pain if you think about it. But yeah. I, I don't know. Sounds, I'm not sure. Sounds like a healed memory Yeah. that you use to make better decisions because I don't know if the Winnie that got up and danced with her Opa, I don't know if she went to AMDA. I don't know either. Right? It's so tough it's to like, say. I don't know if it would, ha- maybe you needed that pain for us to connect. I know. Who knows? <coughs> Who knows? Everything is like <coughs> working out though. Everything seems divine. I forgot to charge the batteries today and got mad at myself. <laughs> but I didn't hit myself and I didn't throw anything. No. And you hugged. We had just had a nice long hug. We hugged it out. She gave me a nice hug. You gave me a hug. It was nice. Everyone should hug. Hugging for like, what is it, 20 seconds, I think, gives releases. So when we think about, you know, our annoying coworker, adrenaline releases or whatever, cortisol, Cortisol. whatever that fuck is. And when we hug someone that we love for 20 plus seconds, you release uh, serotonin Mm -hmm. or the other happy one. Circulates through your body. I'm going to go teach a class now. Okay, (laughs) bye. Is this it? This is it, yeah.
Okay. Well, that was that was pretty good. That'll be a shorter episode. It'll be 35 minutes, but yeah. we released a cooking show as well that you can go watch. Yeah, you can go watch that cooking show. We also have a lineup of great guests coming your way. So, Holy. We yeah. really do. We this really do. This next flux? Yeah, it's really good. I flux <laughs> Even the four people flux. that I told you today, I'm like, oh, shit. Holy I can't shit. wait to get these interviews out. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so, so we want to lighten things up. Of course, we always want to cover dope cannabis brands and have like friends from the industry on, but we've really been enjoying having laughs with our uh, comedian friends and diversifying the pot. So love you guys. Be well. Please subscribe. subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Smash that subscribe button. <laughs> Give this a like and a comment. That helps the algorithm or whatever. <laughs> love your neighbor. Be well. Oh, do you have a fun fact? Yeah, it's on your phone. Love you guys. I'm going to get changed. Okay, go get changed. <laughs> um, In your text messages. Okay, got it. Here we go. Winnie. Lake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lake. <laughs> wow. Did you mean to leave me with this? It's from New Zealand. New Zealand. So I'll write it like that. Like Rotomarinia. Rota Marwenya. Lake Rotomarenya, <clears throat> also known as Blue Lake, is found deep in Nelson Lakes National Park. This ethereal blue violet mountain lake is famous for having the clearest natural fresh water in the world. With clarity of up to 80 meters. Holy shit! You can see 80 meters down in the water. That's how clear it is. Isn't that crazy? Looks like we're going to New Zealand. Oh my God, it's almost creepy. You can see down. It's like, what? oh my God. I'll put this screenshot here. Cool. All right, well, that was that episode, guys. It's just me finishing it off. Um, I love you guys. Subscribe. Talk soon. Smoke some weed, relax, meditate, masturbate, eat some food, go for a massage, enjoy the sunshine, call a friend, enjoy yourself, do some jumping jacks, write it down, stream of consciousness, put on a beat and vibe to it, you know? All that shit. Good options. Oh, and stretch. Don't forget to, don't forget to stretch. Okay, love you, bye. Discipline stoners. What's your discipline? You a stoner? That's cool. So are we. I'm high a lot. It's weird to finally say that with pride. I'm high a lot. Being high has helped me with my anxiety. It's helped my social skills. Well, it's helped me feel okay about my shitty social skills. It doesn't make my social skills better. But it sure does make sitting in that awkward moment in a social interaction a lot more bearable. You know, that moment where no one in the group has anything left to say, and you desperately want to yell at all of them to just say something? Being high makes that hilarious and not torture. Yo, it's 11 from Angertown. This plant just helped me chill out. Found focus, found confidence. All of a sudden, I was productive, less protective, more progressive. Yeah, we talk about stuff like I'm a next sommelier with 
This is about a medicine, baby. We wish everyone a mindful life. It's been a helpful tool for us. Whatever the route to peace, each individual's journey. And the more we communicate, maybe we can all help each other out. Love and light. Welcome to Discipline Stoners Podcast with your host, Eleven. And my name is Winnie. And we are the gateway drug to mindfulness. And that's Ralph. Bro, what you know about a couple levels up when I move and I go. One day we're going to do a collage of all the times, like, a brilliant person has said, like, it's medicine. Cannabis is a gift from Mother Earth. Cannabis helped to heal me. Those natural medicines that we use to help to heal us. And of course they have this euphoric effect or can. It's an alternate natural way of healing. <laughs> and I just think it's so beneficial and there's so many good properties to be. That's the only difference in my life is I've added cannabis. The amount I've changed and the way our family has evolved and our relationships with my adult sons and everything mm. like just all through cannabis has been, it's been amazing. It's part of my life, like you said, you really can't separate me and uh, the cannabis plant. I use it medically. Yes. I have fibromyalgia, diagnosed with fibro very, very young, and I use um, cannabis to treat my fibro very effect effectively. It was through um, an event that caused her major anxiety that I got her to take a few puffs. Yeah. And it, it helped. Yeah. Right? So, so you know, from being up here, to being able to cope. You know, we've got naturopathic medicine and natural health products that rely on hundreds of years of traditional use. Yes. Which, you know, both cannabis and mushrooms technically fall under. Yes. If you can keep it at that sweet spot and it's in a healthy way, I yeah. feel like that's... Yeah. that's <clears throat> It's it's medicine. Yeah, I think it's, it's you, you have to like yeah. check in with your life That's and be like, it felt like it complimented my personality. Yeah, almost. Good answer. It's okay to use cannabis as their medicine. Mm -hmm. They no longer deserve to be in classrooms and hear that they're using drugs mm. and they're bad. When this is medicine that is saving their lives. Yes. I mean, I would never put anything on the market that I wouldn't give to my mom or my grandfather. Those strains are fantastic for pain management, nausea. This helps like oh. with pain management. And I feel fantastic. Like, like I feel great. Um, do so I attribute good. it to cannabis and cannabis oil? Absolutely I do. Relationship to cannabis right now is um, beautiful, growing, uh, most probably everlasting. I think this is medicine. Dude. 120 percent i've got add and i i'd use cannabis to help kind of focus me in and kind of turn things off like it very much is medicine it was medicinal for me it was it was like taking a medicine because it, that's how it worked Having a threesome, look at each other, deep in the eyes, you are my brother. Out on the East Coast, we have it a threesome, you know that it feels good, I'm getting mixed feelings. I think that I want to touch you more than just between this woman, I don't know what's happening. We have it a threesome in Nova Scotia. Three, two, one, and that's on. Good night.
this. Message us the photos. 